Episode 7 of a football comedy and current affairs podcast in a talk style show. Talk show style, that should have said. But I'm not going to edit this because this is a low effort, low lift podcast, isn't it? My good friend and co-host for Sporting Panda. It is indeed, yes. How are you, my friend? Are you alright? Not too bad, not too bad. I need to shout out all the listeners because Manscaped yeah. came back to us and they were like, yeah, we'll uh, do something with you for the next three months. So that means enough people showed interest in their uh, um, ball... Products? Grooming kit, probably no, grooming because uh, what's his name? Frank the Tank's probably ordering one for himself and all for members of the family doing family grooming sessions. Or has he got no, one? No, for, that he's is got so one for wrong. each I leg. Mean that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, he's allegedly doing allegedly that. one for the left leg, one for the right leg, and one for the third leg. <laughs> did you see that? The um, <laughs> yeah, the, I did the divers that got the asked. That was so funny. You so, know, that was so Claire Balding, wasn't it? Interviewing, she said, "What a fantastic third leg you've got." And so, or or you. Or what a fantastic third leg you had! Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? You had the most fantastic third leg. It was like you yeah, had the most fantastic. And the other guy's sniggering, isn't he, in the background? <laughs> He's laughing his ass off. Um, well, I need to plug one thing that we're actually doing that starts uh, on the twelfth of August, I believe. We're doing a boot camp. So myself, this is big. This is this is massive, by the way, for you that want to get fit or get strong. This is. I would say this is bigger than Manscaped. <laughs> this is way bigger than Manscaped. This is like, you know, beyond things. So it's going to be called the Panda Boot Camp because we couldn't thought mm. to think of anything else. Friday 13th of August through to Friday the 24th of September. Cost £45. Yep. You get two oh, live Zoom workouts to be done on the 14th of August and then the 11th of September, both at 9am, so one each end. We get one Q&A with a fitness expert outside the programme that will be confirmed during the program. So this might be a former athlete or something like that. You get weekly weigh-ins on a Friday. You get daily accountability check-ins. So the instructor will check in with you daily to see how you're doing. And you get, this is the best bit, you get bespoke workouts tailored to your level of fitness, mobility, and access to equipment provided by Megan Fitness, which is who we're collabing with. So Craig is the instructor from Megan Fitness. Um, your content throughout the program will be on nutrition, exercise, and sleep. And you'll, ac- you'll have access to the private WhatsApp group with the other members members of the panda boot camp that include me and panda and also include um our old friend uh, lee sotd of the old football index community so 45 quid six weeks i can't recommend it enough i um craig's been training me personally since about march he helped me lose a stone between uh march and early may in like six to eight weeks i was in the best shape of my life panda can attest he saw me in person i was like very good um not so good now no, no I'm out later but uh, hope it, this, you know, this is the reason the, uh, the, the one of the reasons within the boot camp, Panda keeps talking about his weight. I want to get yeah, back uh, into well, top, tip top shape. And uh, yeah, that's what we're doing it. 45 look, plus, six weeks, brilliant. it's going to be sublime. Brilliant. I just want to say, because I, t- I turned 35 this week, as people know, the weight's been piled on, haven't exercised since my son was born. So now is the time to see if you can shed more weight than me. I'm an expert in health and fitness. So once this once this camp starts and I'm exercising on Zoom, I may even run a couple of sessions. I don't think Craig really likes it. So, uh, you know, it's all good for good, all for good cause. We will all lose weight together. I tell you, we'd lost loads of weight, Uncle Richard. Really? You, you said that the other day. Oh, did I already mention yeah. that? Sorry, okay, yeah, for the wedding. Fucking hell, running out of material. See, no, hardly we? fit him. Yeah, we are. We are, to be honest. This week, I've been so busy. I've not prepared it. I've not read any journals. I've not done much gambling. I have been hard landscaping this well, week. Well, lucky so, for you. 
Go on. I've got so much up my sleeve, but I just wanted to say, Good. I'm going to go as far as saying, if you do this course and you don't lose weight or get fitter, I'll give you one hour of uh, mogul tutelage for f- absolute free. And that can be in any, in, any, in any sector you like. I just heard the tumbleweeds blowing across the... Uh... I reckon. Then. I reckon people yeah, are going to sign up. Like people are going to sign up and not lose for free just to get that free hour. Do you know? Do you know? Such is my pool. I put a tweet out the other day about the SoRare fund. Yes. Is, um, I'm actually. It's actually unprofessional to give away the amount. It's all going to be top secret. So I'm not going to do that. But very good interest. Very good anyway. interest. You've had good interest yeah. in the betting course as well. You told oh, me. Oh, we had yeah, a question. Someone said, <laughs> "So can I still apply?" It would be funny if you got people to pay for these courses, but you could reject some applications. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's just like it costs like a hundred quid for like the introductory course. Oh. You're like, sorry, John, you didn't make the cut, mate. <laughs> so it's it's really. I spoke to an expert in the field, another expert in running these courses, oh. and what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a taster session course, which is very affordable, in person, on Zoom, what have you. And it, it's just a taster of what can be offered in the future. And I could get to meet people and understand their expertise, what sports they're interested in, what their style of gambling is. It's basically like the, can... the Panda betting bootcamp, really, isn't it? Yeah, because what I'm struggling with is so many people have a whole variety of skills and ranges. And I don't want to just push something out there which isn't going to be tailored and help people. So I think doing something for a minimal token amount, just getting people together, having a catch-up and, and talking sports betting is a good start. And then I can tailor it from there. But um, no, applications are still open for that. Sounds but like I won't a podcast. Be ta- I won't be taking rank beginners i'm afraid because i just don't have time to go from i mean i will do some basics on there but i'm not going to say like you know what does you know what does one to two mean what's um, what's decimal odds what's eu odds i'm not doing all that so. right anyway 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 what else more importantly there? any weekly movements housekeeping just no listen housekeeping really for me has been i said hard landscaping i want to set up a gardening company alongside <laughs> sports betting which i do i love gardening <laughs> and i've ripped up decking b i've got a skip in i filled the skip I dismembered some, dismantled rather, some playground equipment that we have. Uh, dug up the decking. I put topsoil down. Got two large bags of topsoil. What is topsoil? Topsoil is just a form of soil, which I don't exactly know what it is. I think it just goes down before you put lawn on. Well, I hope it does. All right. It comes in massive bags. <laughs> I, and I, was loading up, I was loading up my wheelbarrow, wheeling it around to to the back. Uh, let me just Google what the, de- I don't know what the definition is of topsoil, but it's ultra useful, fills holes, Anyway, ripped up decking B, put loads of topsoil down, and then the lawn arrived. So I rolled in some lawn, um, and I'm watering it profusely now because it needs to be watered heavily over the first few weeks. You're not allowed to walk all over it. So hopefully mm. that'll grow through nicely. I'm not allowed to cut it. Um, so I've been doing some hard landscaping. Brilliant. Brilliant. So very busy. And do we have any housekeeping from... I got slagged off a little bit for not knowing who some old bloke is. Um, some actor. Um, to be honest, I haven't looked. So that's it Dick great, Van Dyke. That was two weeks ago. Was that two weeks ago? Fuck, yeah. What happened last week? I actually can't remember what we spoke Sh- about. Should I just move on to um, Should I just move on to what I've been brewing or what someone else has been brewing well, for me? Then. So, okay, give me on one. Last because, week, let me just cover this first. Before. Go on, you cover this. Did you see that girl that tried to smuggle three and a half million out and got three or four years in prison? No. What was it that? It made me. Th- oh, it, it wasn't to do with drugs, I don't believe, but it just made me think: Are there any crimes out there, or does anyone? Are there any criminals listening? That are there good acts of crime to commit where the sentence is too lenient for the crime? Like, for example, if you rob a bank, store it in crypto, but you get a 10-year sentence, arguably that's worth it, isn't it, from a financial standpoint? 
Probably, yeah. If you rob enough money from the bank. Got me thinking about that. And then I went on to a random tangent of reading about the worst prisons in the world to go to. And I come up with three. I just wonder if you heard of these. God. This is just off the top. It's really random. Uh, Scorpion Jail. You heard of this one? No. No, that's in Egypt, in the middle of the desert. They've got no beds, and the oh worst offenders sleep in coffin cells under what? the desert. What? Yeah, under awful. the desert? Yeah, under what? the desert. That's the Scorpion Jail. Have you oh heard of the Bangkok God. Hilton? No. <laughs> no. Awful place. Uh, I've got a few friends there. 20 people. You've got a few friends in the Bangkok Hilton. <laughs> 20 people in a cell just a bucket in the middle for you all to go toilet and completely run by corrupt guards with severe beatings can you imagine with 20 Jesus men in a cell and just one bucket to go toilet in the middle of the room Awful you'd have conditions. to really you'd have to really you know get in there earlier doing massive shit just to stamp your authority on the room you know Potentially, yeah, that's quite a crude language. <laughs> and the third thing is uh, the third prison. Oh, I forgot I this like... was a family show. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And the third prison I wouldn't like to go to is called the Black Dolphin in Russia. Have you heard of that one? No, I've not. No. So that's Amazingly, blind... I've not. <laughs> so again, a few friends there. That's where you get blind. <laughs> that's where you get blindfolded as you're driven there. So nobody knows oh, exactly God. where it is. You, they're just these guards are so extremely violent. They kill a lot of inmates per year. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it's in Russia. That's the Black Dolphin. So there's oh three God. prisons for you all to study. Well, avoid going there. Did you um did you see another story, sorry? Did you see mm. that I think you shared this with me actually, the right handed man who almost masturbated to death. No, I didn't see that. So he uh, the, he 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 was he was struck down with a thunderclap headache and severe vomiting after a really massive session of masturbation. That's really crude. I'm not sure what to he say suffered. About he that. suffered a stroke after repeatedly uh, masturbating. This is meant to be a PG show. Is it? I think so. Yeah. Is he dead? No, I don't think so. Oh, thank God. Because there was a guy this week t- talking about that. That self-act, I'm not sure how to... I can't even bring myself to use the word because family uh, are out there for children and wives and partners. But anyway, the guy who forgot... Because everyone's going back to the office now. And it's a really... Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he got caught masturbating at his desk because he still thought he was... <laughs> um, so my friend who, who studied law sent me this and he was like, he was like, this guy is claiming wrongful dismissal. Yeah, I mean, to be because, honest... Because he thought he was at home. It's really hard to get out of the habits of being at home. And I do feel bad for the bloke. It must have been his first day back in the office. It's such an easy thing to fall into that trap. So just make sure when you go back into the office, how could you avoid it? Handcuff your hands, like put a chastity belt on or something. You just, please, everyone listening, avoid that when you go back into the office. Avoid it. Please yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I've got no other right. stories to be honest with you. I've got a. I've got so. Um, last episode, we yes. co- we talked about mastermind, didn't we? We did. And what did you say yours would be? Oh no. What did I, you say? <laughs> I said it would be the New England Patriots from uh, 2000 to 2020. Well, my friend. <laughs> Guess what I've got in front of me? 11 quick questions with a possible 15 points. And if I was editing uh, this properly with great passion, and then I'd be adding some fucking who wants to millionaire, you know, type, type sign effects to this. But I've got oh, 11 questions right, to you with possible 15 points. Oh, Are you ready? I know this. 
Yeah, okay. Are you ready? I didn't know this was coming. Go on then. How many pro bowlers? Bowlers? <laughs> bowlers. Pro bowlers. Pro bowlers. Pro bowlers did the Patriots have in 2008? Oh, oh. I think that's just... This is for one stu- point. That's a nefarious, stupid question. Um, just going back to 2008, when they lost to the Giants, they went unbeaten. Two, five, three, four, five. I'm going to go for nine. I've got down here that it's two. Two? For one point. You can, you can discuss this with the quiz admin. Now, I wonder if when he says 2008, he means that the 08 09 season where Tom Brady tore his ACL and Matt Castle played. Maybe. Or I'm wondering if he means the 07 08 one where they went unbeaten. If it was the 08 season, then yes, two makes sense. But uh, that's. Yeah, good. I mean, that's a little bit. I mean, that's a bit silly. But okay, fine. So incorrect. Um, Have you got the names of them? For bonus me? points if you can name them. Yeah. Oh, you got the names. Uh, Two thousand eight. Um... Uh... Two thousand eight. Wes Wilker and. Gerald Mayo? Wes Welker's correct. Stephen yeah. Gotskwonky. Oh, Gotkowski. Stephen Goskowski. Goskowski is the other one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one point per player, so you're on one out of three so far. Okay. Right. Question. Who had the most rushing yards for the Patriots in the 2012 season? Lawrence Maroney? The correct answer is Stephen Ridley running back oh. with 1,263 rushing yards. That's one out of four so far on your Intr- I mean, you can see my knowledge here. Stephen Ridley had a real issue with fumbling the ball and then oh, really? eventually played for the Jets. Yeah, he was quite a high draft pick. So, um, and the, but Lawrence Maroney was also picked number 14 by the Patriots and was also a first round running back. Both, neither of them were too good, to be honest. But okay, I mean, that's very bespoke. I'm, right, that's I'm, a hard question. I'm really scared that next episode someone's going to send you like a... <laughs> 2010 to 2020 Premier League one for me and I'm going to get less points so that's <laughs> one out of four points um, mm. who had a career high 10 sacks for the Patriots in 2009 in his second stint with the team there's a lot of clues there can you read that question one more time please who had a career high 10 yep. sacks for the Patriots in 2009 in his second stint with the team Mark Anderson it's Tully Banter Kane. That's one out of five, apparently. It's very bespoke. I mean, that is. Which uh, former Bucks player set a new franchise record at the time for the Patriots in 2014 with 334 all purpose yards in a single game? Can you read that one more time, please? Which former Bucks player set a yeah. new franchise record at the time mm. for the mm. Patriots in 2014 and 334 all-purpose yards in a well, single in that game? game, he had 330 all-purpose yards? 334, apparently. In that one game? In a single game, yeah. In 2014 for a the former Patriots. A former Buck? A former Buck, yeah. Um, when you said former Buck, I was thinking of Akeem Tlaib. Um He's a cornerback and he wouldn't have had those yardage. So I can't think of many Buccaneers that have gone to the Patriots and played with that level of dominance. Former Buccaneer, 334 yards. Um, All purpose yards. Mm, mm. <laughs> Sorry, I just looked to my left screen and I saw stories yeah. of the week and the first point was masturbated. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, this is this is really frustrating. I think that's one out of six. Legarrett Le Blount. Oh, Legarrett Blount. Yes. Okay. I forgot he was a buck. Which kicker completed one pass for a four-yard touchdown for the Patriots in 2004? Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so it's two out of seven. <laughs> That's it. And now I've got a little bit of momentum. Which current head coach within the NFL served as yep. the Patriots special teams coordinator from 2015 to 2019? Joe Judge. Correct. He's got, <laughs> he's got momentum. The mastermind oh. crowd would be going wild right they now. They are starting to get on the edge of their seats now. <laughs> they're, this they're, is they're doing, you know, in triple jump where they do the clap. Yeah, they're starting to warm me out now. Come on. No one thought I was going to get Joe Judge. That's extreme knowledge. We're on our way now. How many pass attempts did Brady make for the Patriots in his rookie season? How many did he complete? And for how many yards? We didn't. One point uh, for each of those. So you get a point for the attempts, a point for the completions, and the point for the yardage. His rookie season for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he, he didn't play fully until the second season mm -hmm. when Drew Bledsoe got hit by Mo Johnson, the linebacker of the Jets, and he crushed his sternum. And then Tom Brady come in, and the rest is history. So in his actual rookie season, he maybe made some spotty appearances off the bench yeah. as he was learning the playbook. So I'm going to go for. Um, he was six for nine for 41 yards, something along those lines. He was. Uh, one for three for six yards. It's three attempts, one completion for six yards. But you were on, your theory was on on on. I mean, on the right you, come on, it's not bad. If that was within fifty years, I think bad. this next one's a tough question. Okay, from then. the years two thousand to twenty twenty, how yeah. many times did the Patriots not have a first round draft pick? And this is only for one point, according to this quiz. That is tough. Okay, so they got one taken away with Spygate. They had, I think, one taken away when they traded for. Um, a receiver from the Saints, who I've lost the name of. One with deflate. Okay. So how many times did they not have a first-round pick yeah. in the 20 years? I think they gave up some for Coach Belichick, but that might have been before 20, 2000. Um, I, 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 I think the, the answer is between four and six. So I'll go for... Uh, I'll go for... I'll go for five. It's six. So close, so close. Okay, name <sighs> the two players New England drafted in the first round of the 2004 draft. One point per player. 2004 draft, the two players that New England yeah. drafted in the first That's round. That's annoying. There was a draft in 2000 and in the 10s, and they drafted Chandler Jones and Dante Hightower, both as first round picks. That's where I thought the question was going. So in 2004... That was when they were building the trenches, I believe. So first round in 2004. Was one Chad Jackson? No. No, fine. Okay. Was was one Ty Warren? No. Hmm. Let me just have one more name, please. Uh, no Ty Warren, no Chad Jackson. 2004, first round picks. Um, Richard Seymour was before then. 2004 first rounders. Okay, I left a. I left a. Uh, uh, hang on, hang on. Logan Mankins. No. Oh, okay, I'll pass. Vince Wilfork and Ben Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Apparently, this last one is a gimme. 
Robert Kraft is the owner of the Patriots franchise. What yes. other sporting franchise does he own? Liverpool. Uh, that's not what I've got here. Oh, New England Revolution. Yes. Yes. Correct. Woo! I got mixed up. Yeah, Fenway Sports Group owned Liverpool. Yes. That is uh, the Boston Red Sox people. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Kraft Sports MC. Yeah, New England Revolution. Yes. Yeah, yeah, correct. Well, that's the quiz. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And whoever that is, I'm going to meet up with you and buy you a special shandy because not often my brain gets tapped in such an exciting and sensual way. Who wrote that quiz? It's old man, Andy. Lucky. Huh? From the old FI Twitter community. Absolutely brilliant. Huh? If I, I get something it, the level of that for. I Arsenal thought it was a very. I mean, look, for those who don't know the NFL, that was an extremely difficult quiz. I mean, Andy could have gone for, you know, who did they lose to in the third Super Bowl or. Can you name three first-round draft picks? They could have been a level above that. It was extremely difficult, I felt. How many did I get? I think you got three. Shit. <laughs> okay, fine. That's the panda quiz then for this week. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. I mean, is there any giving your take? I've got nothing for you, really. Um, Not really, no. <laughs> I've got, I mean, look. So do you know what I want to talk about, actually, quickly? James, James Madison. Because this is, this, is, this is the thing that's been stirring up a lot of people. On, mm. on in Arsenal Twitter specifically, but also just in my general comments whenever I tweet about him, because there seems to be this fetish around James Madison b- b- between a lot of Arsenal fans. And I tweeted something along the lines of, "If he didn't have a boohoo deal and he wasn't English, no one would give a shit about him." Mm. But you're you're on the same side as me here, aren't you? Like you, I really... am. I don't particularly rate the player. No, mm. no. I I put him in the same bracket. Oh, not the same bracket, but I never loved Ross Barkley. Um, at certain times of his career. James Madison, I feel, is better, but I've always been a Grealish over Madison fan, even when Madison was getting the higher ratings and reviews. I just think, I question Madison's ethic, and I just think Leicester, no Leicester fan, FI Tonic said this, would be upset to lose James Madison for a good fee of money. Yeah. I mean, and also, he's disappeared now, and I know this distinctly because I've been on it quite closely, but two seasons in a row, after the halfway point of the season, he's completely fallen off the map. He's been invisible, it feels like, for five months. I mean, two years ago, the COVID-affected season, I don't think he registered a goal or assist for about four months to close the season. And then last season, again, he slowed up dramatically. So if you're paying that amount of money for a playmaker, I think you do need consistent production. And when you're spending that amount of money, I just question it, really. I mean, you've let Emmy Martinez, Martinez go, Martinez go. And then you're thinking about bringing in Ramsdale for a huge sum of money and spending it on Madison. Like, I've got to question where things are going here. Mm. I'm happy you locked up Smith Rowe as the number 10 because I think he can offer output all year round. I, I, think that, I think that Arsenal are at risk of making some very smart signings coupled mm. with some quite questionable ones. So you mm. signed you know, to, to Tavares and um, Lokonga, who's extremely highly rated, looks really, really good in pre-season so far. Absolutely. Yeah, like Lokonga. With... Ben White, who I think, you know, considering... Yeah, I, I really like Ben White. Price I aside, really like... I think he's a great, great footballer, great centre-back. Price aside, James Madison has the risk of, of being a big bust, doesn't he, at 70 million? And then Ramsdale at 20 or whatever, I think is, is really mm. questionable as well. So mm. they, they do have... They're, they're running the risk of, with some smart recruitment, coupling it with some, some really bad recruitment as well, which is uh, weird. Mm, mm. Have you seen the Mino Raiola situation ongoing at Nice? Where he's so just Chris... shopping them up and down Monaco. Yeah, so Christophe Gaultier <laughs> stepped in. He moved on from the title winners. Who won the title last year? Uh, Lille. Lille, yeah, that's it, yeah. He moved to Nice uh, with the wealthy owner. And they've backed and... him. 
Yeah, and, and, and Mino obviously has a relationship with the sporting director. And it was just, it reached comical standards yesterday when he took Ihataran and Boadu with him to the Nice training camp on the way to Monaco to finish the Boadu deal. And you just think, wow, this guy Arola has so much power in the game. And, you know, as Boadu steps away from AZ Alkmaar, we said this, uh, Pavlidis, he brings in from Villem 2 who are also mm. near a Davisi. And it's just, he's literally parking players where he wants. Now, Mohamed Ahataran is an interesting case study because he clearly has a good technique and he's talented, but the, the head is rotten to the core. He got really and fat at one point, No club particularly wants him. So Mino's going to have to pull one of his favours out and park him somewhere and say, look, just take him. Because no one's, no one's lining up for him, which is an incredible bust, really, when you think of the statue he was held out on Football Index. Hmm. Um... Another random one, Ralph Ragnick at Lokomotiv Moscow is apparently, he's he's wielding his wand, he's he's moving, play- I, I saw some interesting tweets about how he's he's come in about three weeks ago and he's just already looking at moving players left, right and centre, which is interesting. A Lokomotiv Moscow, they're on Sogo, aren't they? Yes, they Their are. Their cards got released. They, yeah. they re-released today, which means yeah. the new season's cards, But because okay. I, I was doing some research around them based off of that and um interesting he's ended up there head of sports and development and he's already... anyone you like there at locomotive not really i'm not an expert in the in the russian no. league see what's interesting zenit i'm very good in russia and um zenit i like i like barrios a lot yeah yeah he's good i, he's very I good. like um at zenit obviously Dizub, Dizuba's there mm. they're part the partner striker is it garassi has gone to austin or he's gone to the mls and they're losing. As Moon's going to Leverkusen as well. Yep, yep. And that, that pairs Leverkusen with Odilon and um, Tapsoba of Central Defence, which is such an exciting partnership. Odilon's the young rock from Club Bruges. But mm. anyway, going back to Russia. So Zenit needs to buy, and I'm, I'm fascinated who they're going to partner with Dozuba. There's been Consalo Guedes linked. There's been. Um, what the other three names linked? I really from... used to like Gonzalo Guedes when he was about 20. Really yeah, I mean, he makes like sense him. because Valencia desperately need to sell. So that makes sense. From a f- the other two names don't make any sense to me. One of them was Vlasic, but to a rival with that amount yeah. of money on the contract situation, I don't think will happen. Uh, and I think he wants Europe, another part of Europe. And then yeah, the other name is a Portuguese player who has a high upside. I just don't, I think that's a backward step to Zenit. So it'd be interesting who they land. None of the names so far have actually been a number nine who I think they need. So, mm. um, yeah, I've got my eye on that. Because the Russian season started, so I'm very much uh, in Russian football um, thinking mode, I guess you'd say, because as the league kicked off, the bets have kicked off as well. Mm. Two Premier League ones, and you mentioned Leverkusen. Leon Bailey finally coming to the Premier League to Villa? Yep, yep. Uh, we'll, be ex- we'll be exciting. Uh, Grealish, Buendia and Bailey will be very exciting. Um, with Behind my pick from going good to, to excellent in Ollie Watkins. Yeah, that was one of the worst questions we've had in the last six weeks from, uh, from the east, eastern coast Italian-dwelling Barker, uh, wherever he is. He's, yeah. on the, he's on the eastern coast of Italy at the moment. He's got another question. Last one for you, Jules Kunde to Chelsea. Yeah, fantastic. Good absolutely. signing. Very oh. nice in a three, I think. Like absolutely out of this world. Hakimi is the number one signing of the summer, in my opinion. Yeah. Probably Donnarumma's up there. Yeah. Jules Kunde would be in the top three for me. What really? a signing. Ooh. Oh, he's outstanding. If he'd have stayed at Seville, uh, Sevilla, he would have been a very attractive uh, proposition, I think, on Sora. But just what a defender. I'm really disappointed United didn't go for him. I think he'd been the perfect player. To but Rafa Varane, of course. Yeah, but I think I would have, I would have taken Kunde. But mm. I, guess, I guess they want leadership credibility winning pedigree well. resume you know he's got all of that in there. he's got all of that in abundance isn't he yeah what do so, you make of the for round one overall 
Um, I, I really like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't really agree with the Danny Mills part where you know you get no games to coast in this country. And uh, <laughs> I think he, I mean, I just, he is I, such a joker, isn't he? I do struggle with some of the takes. Look, I think there has to be a couple of little slight question marks in terms of his performance. He, he played with Ramos for a long time. So it'd be interesting to see how he does away from him, but I think we're going to see Maguire. Now, do you know, a few weeks ago, we spoke about a very interesting comment from Harry Maguire, where he said, people turn defenders. In the, yeah, we have yeah, got good yeah, defenders yeah. in the UK. For those of you who didn't hear it, he said, we have you know who we saw it with? Go on, say it, say it. Say oh, it okay. We have got good defenders in the UK, but we've got a really bad habit of watching every single minute mistake and making it into a meme or a gif or a funny face and they lose credibility. Whereas when you see foreign names like the Varans or the Kundes, you don't see them week in, week out. You don't see every minor mistake. So they have this legendary status. And um, I think we're going to see that a little bit in terms of uh, Varane and Maguire next to each other. Do you know who we saw it with at the start of last season, Thiago Silva? Do you remember? Yeah. Start last season. He yeah. was getting ragdolled all over the shop. And yeah, he then did struggle. The first six games, what did he score? An own goal, red card, etc., etc. Then went off injured, came back, I think during the, the you know, near Christmas time, just became, again, a Royce Royce defender. Sometimes yeah. players have like four, five, six weeks where they play badly. Even longer, I mean, Vidic, Vidic and Evra, oh. infamously, they arrived in January of that season and it wasn't until the September they really got going. Yeah. So it does, I remember Ever especially was awful, wasn't it? Ever was awful, yeah. yeah. Um, Both weren't particularly great. Alexander Kleb, I remember, very similar. That was a shame. I saw a good video on him. Yeah, oh. Uh, picking it up between the lines, threading oh, balls through. he was fantastic. He was a very intelligent, two-footed, just never shot. Wasn't he? he never shot the no, ball. No, no. What, what, he went to Barcelona and just vanished, didn't he? Just did nothing, yeah, and then ended up going back to Bulgaria, and then that was it, really. Yeah. Should we get on with the questions? Let's do it, mate, because I need to head out for a birthday. Yes, I need to go play football. Um, Screech Sensei what are Arsenal smoking thinking they can sign Lucatelli and Lautaro Martinez especially yeah. with no European football that's to, to, to me the biggest I mean to be honest there's two things I've got to say here number one did you see a tweet from Fabrizio Romano this week and he spoke about the players that have been linked to Spurs as a centre-back and he gave the precise fees I'm just amazed he's going to be the most lethal Spurs contact because obviously he's WhatsApp buddies with Paratici mm. and he's going to put all the English journal, all the English Spurs journalists in the gutter. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they yeah. may as well be fans with pens now for as much use as they're going to be, because they're going to have have no insight. Everything's going to run through Romano. The level of insight he's going to have into Spurs is brilliant. So, mm. uh, where was the, where were we going with that? Sorry, um, what are Arsenal smoking? Can oh yeah, so the other part about Italian Italian, Italian players. Look, Italian players don't travel well, and, they, and when was the last great one to come to the UK? Was it Zola? So, and yeah. people don't realise the relationships Sassuolo and Juventus have got. He's not slipping away mm. from there. He's not coming to Arsenal. It's They'll just, find a way. They'll find a yeah, way. It's just get. English journalism at its best, which and is very who, poor. Who is the young French guy that's a Sassuolo on loan from Marseille? Who's gonna? Is it Lopez? Maxime Lopez? Oh, the little, little there, playmaker the little playmaker will probably yeah. replace him so they've already got him on loan from last season and I think they'll probably try and make him perm this season as soon as Locatelli goes or if he does go Lataro yeah. Martinez I just don't buy that I think it's bullshit I think the only mm. reason there's there's links there is because Bellerin's been linked with a move to Inter Milan after yeah, it's just newspaper just, just yeah. fill up I mean Bellerin to Inter I could see oh yeah that'd be good yeah. I mean they still need to replace Hakimi, Hakimi. if they're still going to play that system so, Huge downgrade that would be, but yeah, yeah. Um, FY Run, Fat Boy Run, who I hope will be joining us on the um, on the boot camp, considering the name and his love of fitness. Mm, should be Panda. After the big girl from Norwich last week, I'm looking to get some relationship <laughs> advice for a pal. 
mm. quote unquote a friend. This friend has recently introduced their their partner to their mum. However, they really didn't get along. How much of a red flag is this? And what would you do in this scenario? I'd need to know more details, but it is a red flag to me. Yeah, I think mums are very good, um, very good judges of character. And I would tend to follow their advice and always put them above the girlfriend. Unless the mum is being really quite toxic and, and creating friction from the day when not giving it a chance. But Depends who the mum is. Yeah, if in doubt, I side with the mum. So I'd say that's an orange flag and it requires further investigation. So if you DM me, I can delve into it for you. As like a private like a, like relationship a, consultant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Setting up a fund for that. Yeah. <laughs> fund for everything. Uh, the next one is some random, um, what is this? Some elves. There's a diagram that you need to see. I'm, I can't be bothered for that. Um, no. It doesn't really translate well into no, audio. Whoever gave that question. I'll do, I'll do it offline. From now on, if some people give us bad questions, I'm going to demote them in terms of question asking. So if they ask a question the next time, it gets removed. Um, so it's like a point scoring system Chris Barker I'm currently on holiday in Puglia top yes. place what's the best holiday you've been on and why um, I've I've been to the borders of Mongolia and China <laughs> uh, through my urban exploring <laughs> days so that was quite cool though I got fed an awful piece of fish have I ever shown you that picture on a metal tray have I sent you what I had to eat out there absolutely not Right, that is going to... Oh, crikey. The worst thing I've ever seen, it was a river fish and it was polluted as anything. Oh and my I was God. so violently ill after it. I'm <laughs> going to have to send you. I'm going to dig out the photo and send it to you, okay, oh tonight. God. But that was, a, that was a random fun trip. I thought that was a different experience. If not, it'd be watching US sports. You know, PNC Park, Heinz Field in Pittsburgh was fun. Um, so those are the two that come to mind. I think I think going to California for me, doing a bit of travelling there was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Did the, did the American women love the um, love the accent? They do love the accent. I must say. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. must say. I tell you, it was also nice—a nice little place I went to, which is easy to get to. Bilbao, the, the Basque oh. region, northern Spain. Nip over the Bay of Biscay, stay on the front there, overlooking the water. Very nice. I've always liked Barcelona and Madrid. To be fair, both mm. both lovely cities. Both lovely mm. cities. Mm. Um, Football in focus. Uh, given the situation with the new big four sides in the Premier League, are we potentially in for a great four-way title race this season? City are favourites, but no reinforcements so far. I mean, we didn't talk about Grealish and uh, Kane. United, big new signings. Is that enough to challenge? Chelsea, Champions League winners and Liverpool, Van Dijk is back. Is that enough? I think it will be a brilliant season. I cannot wait. But Fans I... back. Oh, just roll on August the 8th. I don't think Man United have quite enough. I still think the midfield balance isn't quite right. And, they've got and to also Pogba, Pogba might leave, yeah. They've got to sort out Pogba and the DM who's going to play there. Um, I, I disagree a lot with the football analyst I read on Twitter, but I do think that Keysman Hemmen said one good point. There's probably not a DM in the world that would cope playing alongside Bruno and Pogba in a midfield three. And I tend to agree the balance isn't quite right there, but Sancho and Varane, it takes them another step closer. They're probably a year away, unless they do more business this summer, which they could. But Liverpool, I expect to be terrific. Crying really? Well, I've just got them in all my ratings and previews. They're going to fly out the traps. Really? Just because they've got so many players that have had a summer off. You talk about Salah, you talk Trent. about Firmino not playing loads of minutes. You talk at the copper. Um, you talk about Trent. You talk about Mane. Uh, Henderson didn't play huge minutes, but got some conditioning work in. 
Um, yeah, Van Dyke's obviously back. Gomez is back. Canate hasn't played. Well, actually, under 21s, to be fair to him. Robertson got knocked out early. I just think they had a really bad year, and it's hard after the two amazing years they had. They fell back a bit, but I expect them to fly out. And then City, they'll spend a little bit up top, and they'll still be good. So, yeah, very bunched up. I think it'll be exciting. And two calls Chelsea. Do you reckon Grealish and Kane are going to go to Grealish City? won't be going anywhere. Do you reckon? Uh, I've been told that, as, as you know. On oh, yeah. You, yeah. I've always, even when that report come out, I told you that. So my neck's on the line there. Never get that wrong. I'll be chopping off the person that I talk to. Uh, Kane, I just don't think will happen this summer. Mm. I, I want it to, but I just think it's too difficult to pull off. I think Kane will be next summer. Okay. It's the way, it's the way things go. You know, often these deals do take a year. Yeah. I mean, look at Sancho, right? Oh, don't. Oh, don't. Sorry. Okay, okay. FI Fitz. Um, Panda, favourite three non-quarterback NFL players since the turn of the century. Mine are Larry question. Fitzgerald, Ed Reed and Ladanian Tomlinson. Brilliant but... question. Go on. Go on, what does he say? Sorry. Uh, there's another different question about the Olympics. So go on. Uh, okay, so Ed Reed is my favourite. He was a safety for the Baltimore Ravens. Think about Fig like a sweeper kind of playing at the back of a yep. defence. Like yeah, just yeah, yeah. ball hawk. You know, he just could read the calls about where the ball was going to go, intercept it all the time. I loved Ray Lewis, who was the middle linebacker, played in front of Ed Reed. Just a leader, captain, violent tackler. So Ed <laughs> Reed, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis and... Um, Probably Gronkowski, who's the most okay. dominant tight end in the history of the game. Mm. And then he says both. What Olympic event do you think you could compete in if given mm. four years of training? Swimming. I used to swim for the killer whales. They said I was like half fit. They said I was fish-like in the water the way I slid through it. I was so lethal. So swimming, oh. I think I'd take some beating. Fair enough. Uh, I think mine would be probably judo, one of those, right? It would be for you. I'll yeah. tell you what one we'd be good at. It'd be a good challenge. I'd like to fence you. People often say you're very quick on your feet and agile, and I think I've been quite good at fencing. <laughs> See, another little interesting Olympics thing, telling you this last night in the group, wasn't I? 2008, Beijing Olympics, the water. Yeah, this was really interesting. There. Do you know what? I read that with such interest. See, most most of the things man. you send, People... I'm just like, fucking bollocks. But this, I well, really... See, half the stuff I say, you just think, oh, what's he on about now, this old senile man? But then you're like, wow, he does fine. He goes to the This was so, insen- so insightful, this was. Yeah, they, they made the Olympic swimming pool. I, I, if I'm led to... I can't remember what I wrote now, but they, I think they made the Beijing water cube two metres deeper. So you've got less... And wider as well. And two lanes wider. So it was physics-based and you got less turbulence coming through the middle lane. So it enabled quicker times and more world records were broken that Olympics in the swimming pool than any other. Because they fucking doped, but with Doctor physics. the pool, yeah. Um, MG McCoy is one for Pepperisha on his favourite topic, Love Island. Is Jake a genius egging on all the boys on to cheat so he wins 50k or is he just being a lad? Have the producers stitch, te- stitch Teddy up. So let me lay some context for you here, Panda. So I will, happens... and then I've got to go. Ooh, okay. We've got, I'll t- ask you one question after this. Okay. Basically, what's happened is halfway through the series, um, all the girls stay in the villa and another yeah. six boys join them to try and test them. And the boys go over to another villa where six girls are waiting for them there, basically. Mm. And what's Casa happened? Moore, isn't it? Casa and Moore, basically. Yeah. What's happened? This one bloke, Teddy, um, they've they've sent a picture of him uh, kissing a girl in a 
in a in a challenge and sent they've sent these pictures over to the girls to make them jealous and the girl he's with is just like what a fucking dick like can't believe he do that she's now cracking on with all the other lads and this bloke teddy poor bloke's been sleep, sleeping outside remained really loyal to this girl now when he goes back oh. he's gonna find him he's gonna find her with another bloke and he's gonna have to explain like i've never i've not done anything so he's been stitched up jake i don't think he i don't think he's smart enough to be to be egging them on to to cheat to win 50k i think he's already been in there long enough to make it so he's he's famous to make more than that in the future last question from our friend k brown and i think this is going to be contentious if you had to swap roles for one entire year who is more likely to succeed in the other's profession will pet be a successful gambler or panda be an award-winning podcast producer that's gonna that's put the cat amongst the pigeons isn't it i reckon If, if are we bet. are we allowed? Are we allowed? So are we allowed? Am I allowed a two week? Are you allowed a two week podcast producing course, award winning podcast producing from uh, producing course from me, and you to give me a gambling course for two weeks, like a two week crash course on each other? No, because no. you can't you can't really produce podcasts. All, out, all, all I would have to do, mate, is go into YouTube and look how to produce a podcast. I'm not flying, you know. Uh, the, the, the NASA space shuttle. You could hardly send a voice note, mate. <laughs> Listen, my voice notes are immaculate. Uh, so I would just go onto YouTube, figure out how to do a podcast. I wouldn't need your crash course of guidance. So I think there's only one answer there. To if you want to try and go onto the internet, producer. if you want to go onto the internet and try and Google it and take all these courses, how to make hundreds of thousands of pounds gambling and see if you can do that in a year, good luck to you. <laughs> I, think you, I, think you <laughs> right. I think you might be right, to be fair. Oh, I bet you have that. Um, right. Uh, did you also see... Sorry, the last one. Did you see Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher starting to talk about crypto? No. Oh, it's so weird. You'll have to, you'll have to look at that. I will um, do. I look at it on my train into London. So weird. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. Please Pleasure. sign up to the uh, Panda Boot Camp and uh, let us know what you thought of the show.